Welcome to You Had Me at Black. I'm Martina Abraham Zalunga. We are still in our At the House series because we are still in a pandemic. And y'all know, if it's not essential, you really shouldn't be out in these streets. Each week, we invite you to share stories on different topics and air them here. In this episode, we're getting into your DMs. COVID forced us to do a lot of things differently, and dating is one of them. So we wanted to hear how y'all are doing, partly because we're concerned and partly because we're just a little messy. <laughs> Before we start, though, this episode is sponsored by Identity. You know that feeling after you organize your closet? No more chaos, just... <sighs> Identity is that for the internet. Organize everywhere you log in in one place, so no need to remember 50 million sites and passwords. Our listeners can get started for free at identity.com slash Y-H-M-A-B. Alrighty, it's story time. First up is Liz. So I've noticed this person that I met years ago at a poetry event. And during this poetry event, dude was reciting to me very vivaciously that even my mom was like, girl. So I tend to have a thing for creatives and poets and is looking at my stories from time to time, commenting on my stuff. And I'm like, you know what? let's let's see what happens so i hit this person up and we're talking about poetry and creating and talking like deep stuff we're talking about trauma we're talking about the autonomy of self we're talking about love and i'm i'm a sucker for all of these things and he speaks creole i also do and i'm like this is pretty cool and you know i'm trying to check the instagram to make sure that there are no entanglements or issues and i'm like yeah. I don't see anybody. So two weeks in and it's talking at hours that single people can talk, right? So it's like two in the morning. We ain't got nowhere to go. We're in quarantine. This is so dope. And, you know, then, you know, you kind of want to start telling your friend like, yo, this dude or whatever. Third week comes halfway and things start to heat up. And I'm just like, okay this is a vibe so that evening we're just following up you know wyd what you doing he's playing video games and i'm like okay cool what kind of video game i like to play video games he's playing fifa cool and he's like oh yeah i've always played fifa like this is my game and even when after i got married this is what i play skirt skirt what you're married, sir. See, but I ignored the signs, right? Because I had said something about 
not wanting to be in a polyamorous situation, which I have no problems with. It's just there's rules and regulations, right? And he kind of insinuated, okay, so I'll keep my tribe quiet. And I'm like, bruh, what you mean tribe? We left it at that. So dude has a whole wife. And I'm just like, oh, you one of those. Got it. And so I'm just like, okay, cool. Y'all play together or whatever. And, you know, it got a little weird because he just casually mentioned said wife. So the next day I'm like, you know, I'm not comfortable having this kind of quote unquote friendship with you. And it didn't really get to him that I was setting a very hard boundary of like, nah, I don't want to talk to you no more. And so after muting, I received yet another message talking about me missing them. And I was like, you wildin' bro. And so he is now blocked. These next two stories are about the times when, fuck it, why not, leads to something good. Let's start with Esther. It was my last semester in college. I was working two jobs and a full-time student. I went to classes by day and went to work overnight, working in a hospital, doing one-to-ones, making sure people didn't kill themselves or me. And when I tell you, it was rough. And between classes and my on-campus job and this job, I could not stay awake. So one of my girlfriends at work, her name was Chloe, came up to me and was like, yo, Esther, I got you, girl. So I was like, what? What you got for me? She's like, listen, download one of these dating apps or two and just talk to some guys. I'm telling you, all men are hoes and they're going to be up all night. And you're going to be up all night with them. I said, you know, you might be right, Glow. I'll give it a try. So I was on there and, you know, I did chat with a couple guys and it sure did its job. I stayed awake. Men were hoes. <laughs> and then one day, some guy, he hits me up and slides into my DM. And when I tell you, he was not it. Mm, he was not it. This man, he looked like 12. This Asian boy, scrawny, and had not hit puberty yet. I was not interested. See me? I was a plus-size girl. Full lips, full chest, no butt, but it was enough. And I was chocolatey. So there was no way that some little Asian boy was going to be able to handle all of me. But I entertained him a little bit. I mean, he had to send me a couple messages that I ignored until I finally responded back to him. But I did. And he ultimately asked me to go to the movies with him. And I said, okay, why not? It's a free movie ticket. Why not? So I went and I tell you, I was like, oh Lord, I done got catfished. He did not look like he was 26. But I was glad he didn't look like he was tough either. And I mean, we talked, we hit it off. He was kind of cool. But I didn't want to go out with him again. The next day, he was so excited. He was like, oh my gosh, I had so much fun last night. Let's do it again. And I was like, uh, I know. At least that's what I said in my head. But for some reason, I texted, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> Don't know why, but I did. And five years later, that's my man. He don't look like he's 12. He don't look like he's 26. He just look fine. 
So ladies, answer your DMs, okay? After leaving a toxic relationship, our next storyteller got on Tinder for a good time. But she ended up with so much more. So the reason I got on Tinder in 2018, I had just been in a relationship for a year with this guy and he had been living a double life. I was the other woman. (laughs) I was dating him and knew all of his friends. I would always go over to his place, knew his roommate, knew all of his coworkers, yet he never broke up officially with his ex who he had been dating for a total of four years, adding me on for one. So I had just ended this terrible clusterfuck. And I was like, you know what? It's time to get my mojo back. So I got on Tinder and I saw this cute person and we matched. We talked for a couple weeks And I think the thing that was most refreshing about matching with M is that they were so upfront. They're polyamorous, they're pansexual, and they are also non-binary. And so we matched and they were also in a relationship at the time. And I was like, this is so much because this is what just happened to me. Like, I just got out of a relationship with someone that was in a relationship. But it was just the fact that I was lied to the entire time. So this person telling me, like, hey, I'm in a relationship, but I'm still looking for some fun. I'm like, yes, let's do this. Okay, cool. So... I get their Snapchat, you know, just to make sure they look how they do on their Tinder profile. They do. They look very nice. And then our first date, they actually... (laughs) They actually took me to their workplace. They work at a museum. And on their day off, they showed me around the museum. They gave me a little tour. Super cute. And then we got some lunch. And meeting them in person was so nice. It was a different energy. They were so much more attractive in person. Not that they looked bad in their pictures, but there was just like something about them that just hyped it all up. So we continued to talk. They're still in their relationship. And then a month or two later, that's when they come out to me as I think I'm non-binary and I'm all for it. I'm like, yes, do you? I'm pansexual as fuck, like, let's go. Their current relationship at the time wasn't the most understanding, and they had some issues, but I'm over here like, I can't get into that, you know, because I'm over here. (laughs) Oh, gosh, it was just so crazy. And then M broke up with S, their partner, in February. So we have been dating ever since. And two months ago, we decided to get engaged. It's just that love can come in different ways. Love can come in different times when you least expect it. Because I was not looking for love. I was looking for a hookup. I was looking for something to make me feel really good. And the unexpected came. And I allowed it. Because you never know what's going to happen. So yeah, it was just a big clusterfuck at the beginning. But I'm really happy that they slid into my DMs because it worked. It really worked. And here we are. 
I call this story the time I dodged a major migraine. My mom isn't old, but she sure isn't tech savvy, and she for sure is not organized. So you can imagine my horror when I go to visit her and she turns to me with a smile so wide that her dimples show. Guess what? She squeals. I'm downsizing. Holy cow. Moving from my childhood home to a townhouse, I guess that is the next step for an empty nester. I hug her tightly. As long as she doesn't ask me to help her pack, I got no worries here. She'll be fine. She got this. Or so I thought. Fast forward a week later, and I'm in her living room, surrounded by boxes, trying to decide what to do with years of stuff that really should be thrown away. She peeks around the corner and asks, how do I cancel my cable? Online, I tell her. She freezes. Oh, well, what's the website? I shrug. Hell if I know. A few minutes later, and she reappears. What's my Amazon login again? I need to change my billing address. And now I see that this move was going to be a lot harder than I thought. And then she's back in the room. Identity, she shouts. Identity! I'm like, huh? But then I remember. A few months ago, I set her up on identity.com. It's this dope site that organizes all of your online accounts into one place. I'm talking everything from your cable, insurance, and bank account to Amazon, Hulu, and all online shopping sites. You can securely access or update each one whenever you need to. We log into Identity and boom. In seconds, she's updating her billing and shipping details across different sites. Aww, and her wide dimple smile is back too. Who said moving has to be a nightmare? So I guess this is really a story of the time Identity helped us both dodge a major migraine. You Had Me at Black listeners can get started for free at identity.com slash Y-H-M-A-B. That's identity, I-D-E-N-A-T-I. Finally, we have Nicole. Now, we're not in the business of kink shaming, but we are in the business of consent. That's what her story is all about. This is a story I like to call, Please Don't Block Me. So this happened maybe about three years ago. I was 43 at the time, mom of two. The guy who approached me on Facebook, he was about 30. And usually I don't talk to men on Facebook, not romantically. I don't mind just, you know, interacting with someone, having conversation. And I don't mind us talking about sex, but not to the point where that becomes the only conversation. I have like a disclaimer on my page that just tells people, please don't send me romantic messages. It kind of just keeps the bull crap down, keeps a lot of craziness out of my inbox. So... One of his first comments to me was that he was different and that he wasn't going to say romantic things to me. So we just got into conversation about, you know, our lives. He was into martial arts and, you know, meditations and stuff like that. So after about four days, he begins bringing up little subtle hints about sexual things that he would like to do. And I'm entertaining it at first, but then he goes on and he starts saying like some very weird things that I just was like, okay, this is too much for day four. First, he starts it off with, I'm incredibly drawn to you. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, that's sweet. You know, I think you're nice too. Then he kind of changes the tone a little bit and he starts saying things like, I want to serve you. And I'm like, what does he mean by that? So (laughs) then he goes on and he starts talking about how he's having deep fantasies about me. And 
I'm telling him to slow it down because I don't like the rush things. So he's like, I'm warning you that I can get really freaky. I'm like, okay, a little freaky is fine, but you know, don't go too far. And I'm like telling him over and over again, you need to censor because I sense that something crazy is about to come out your mouth. And I mean, he got really, really graphic about it. So (laughs) then he starts talking about how he wants me to kidnap him and keep him as my personal property and that he's serious. He wants me to tie him down to a bed, that he wants me to beat him. I can beat him until he's unconscious. He wants me to tie him to the bed, sit on his face, smother him until he can't breathe. And I get to decide when he can breathe by standing up. And I'm just like, okay, this just went so far left. And I'm just like, okay, uh, no. And then he's like, okay, you got quiet. And I'm like, yeah, you think, you know, (laughs) and then, and then the last response is please don't block me. And I'm like, yeah, but you know that you're about to get blocked, right? Like, you know, that what you said wasn't cool. So why did you say it? I keep away from letting conversations go too far in my DMs after that point, especially. I don't know. No, thank you. Thanks for listening to You Had Me at Black. Our next and last cycle of At the House is about escape. Escaping confinement, escaping oppression, escaping abuse, or even escaping boredom. What's something that you escaped from? It can be literal or figurative. Tell us what happened. Visit youhadmeatblack.com slash at the house. There you'll find tips and examples to help you tell a bomb ass story in five minutes or less. You Had Me at Black was created by two sisters. That's us, Martina and Brittany Abrahams. We produced this podcast along with Richard White. And Miles Dotson, our sound designer and engineer, he makes us sound good. Peace. Peace.